everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to my Sunset Concierge channel today. My name is Angel Williams, legacy stylist at Sunset Concierge. And this is our second episode of our series called Legacy and Tea, where we spill the tea on all end of life matters. So today we're going to be talking about end of life planning. And I just want you to remember that end of life planning does not only apply to people who are rich or very wealthy. End of life planning applies to everyone. It covers a wide range of topics. Everything from how do you want to be remembered? What do you want to happen in terms of your care towards the end of your life or if you're incapacitated? What do you want to happen to your belongings? I mean, there are many topics. So just keep that in mind. Um, so we're going to use a process that I learned as a little girl in school not too long ago, right? Um, and it's called the five W's, but there's an H in there. That's how I remember it. So it's who, what, when, where, how, and why. And so we're going to use that to apply to end of life planning. So let's get started. So what is end of life planning? End of life planning is a process that allows you to die on your own terms. No one knows exactly what day is going to be their very last on earth. And so if you have a plan in place, then you can be prepared. So I usually break down the end of life planning process into three areas. So the first is reflection. Take some time to reflect and think about your preferences and your wishes. After making these thoughtful decisions, then you're going to want to go ahead and document them. And after documenting them, then you're going to want to communicate your thoughtful wishes with your loved ones, your family, anyone who's going to be involved towards your end of life and with your end of life care and wishes. So why do you need to prepare an end of life plan? Well, it gives you a certain level of control. As I mentioned before, no one knows exactly when their life is going to end or how it's going to end. Some people will have a peaceful, smooth transition. Others may be in great pain. You might have illness for quite some time. Um, incapacitated in some way. And so if your preferences are documented, then you have some control in terms of your care if you're not able to express them uh, yourself. So it also gives a level of comfort. It's comforting not only to you to know that your preferences are documented and so your wishes will be adhered to, but it's also a great level of comfort for your loved ones to know that they are honoring your wishes. And it also gives them the ability to focus on grieving and working through their own emotions instead of worrying whether they're doing the right thing or doing what you would have wanted. And then financially, uh, it's just good to have a plan in place not only for your personal finances, but also in terms of the things you want to happen in terms of your end of life care and after. 
for example, your farewell. There's some families who feel so guilty and feel like it's the final thing that they're doing for their loved ones. So they spend so much money on the funeral or whatever form of farewell that they choose. And maybe for you as a person and the person who has passed, it's not a big deal for you to have such an extravagant farewell. So there are even situations where people prepay for whatever it is that they choose. So these are just all reasons um, that end of planning is a good and positive thing to do. So who should prepare an end of life plan? So 18 and over, you're an adult. That's a good um, place to start, a good time to start. Uh, even if you're 18 and you're in college, you have a digital footprint. So your social media accounts, your emails, would you want someone having access to that? Would you want anyone reading it? What do you want to happen to these various accounts that you have online? And then ownership. If you own anything that can be inherited or passed on, and it doesn't have to be anything grand like houses all over the country or bank accounts with large sums of money in there, it could be something as simple as a family recipe, which is very valuable. So for example, my grandmother has this Christmas cake that we make every year. She makes it and it's the absolute best. But there are some secret ingredients in there. And when people ask her for the recipe, I'm not quite sure that they're getting the full thing. So there are a handful of, a handful of us who know the entire recipe. That's something that's really important and that's owned that should be passed on and you know documented and then passed on. So you can think about things that you own that are valuable. It could be a house, it could be a car, but it could also very well be a collection of Pokemon cards, for example. So anyone who owns anything, you should have a plan in place so people know what your wishes are in terms of these things. And then if you are loved and have loved ones, if there are people who are going to be impacted by your passing, then you definitely want to have a plan in place so that they know that they're honoring your wishes. When should you start your end of life planning? Uh, today, today is a good start. Uh, there's no time like the present. If you're alive, today is a good time to start because as I mentioned before, no one knows when it's going to be their last day here on earth. And another um, time that you should think about end of life planning, it should be a trigger, is at different milestones. So for example, at 18 or 21, if you're just leaving home, that might be a good time to think about um, your wishes. Uh, if you're recently retired, you reached age 65, for example, that's another milestone. Maybe you always wanted a pet and you got a pet. That's a milestone in your life. What do you want to happen to your pet um, should you pass? So these are uh, milestones that should trigger uh, the time for you to start your end of life planning.
And the next thing is life events. What are some common life events? If you're recently single, you know, happily divorcing or separated. If you're recently engaged or you got married or you had a child, these are times in your life when you might want to think about end of life planning. And if you already have a plan in place and you experience a life event, then that's a good time also for you to assess your current end of life plan and see if there's any changes, changes or updates that need to be made. Where should you start your end of life planning? Anywhere is good. Remember the process, reflect, document, and then communicate. So any place that you find conducive to doing that or to starting the process, maybe of just the reflecting and documenting, that could be your kitchen table, it could be outside on, in the park, it could be in bed with your spouse, uh, anywhere conducive for you to start reflecting and really thinking about things and what you might want, that's, that's a good place to start. How should you start your end of life planning process? Um, all you really need is a pen and paper for you to start getting your thoughts down. Um, you can put it in your phone, you can, if you have a laptop, you can do that. Um, of course, you can always come to us at Sunset Concierge. We would be happy to assist in any way. Um, if you check out our website, www.sunsetconcierge.com, we also have some free resources on there one of them being a free checklist, um, free end of life planning checklist. So that's a good starting point. If you're not exactly sure where to start, you can go ahead and download that. You can also check out our other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, etc. We put a lot of tips on there, um, useful tips and mind uh, jogging questions as well. So you can check that out. And of course, you can also Google, you know, there are other resources that might be out there. Um, you can also, from the website, book a free consultation with me. I would be happy to sit down and discuss some things with you and at least give you some things to think about. So you can find the link to have some one-on-one uh, -on -one time with me on the website, www.sunsetconcierge. So, that is it for this video, second episode of Legacy and Tea. Please go ahead, like, share, and subscribe so that you can keep up to date with what we're doing and the information that we're putting out. We have a lot of um, exciting things in the pipeline that will be coming very, very soon. Um, so, as I said before, we all strive to live well. We can also die well. And have a good day. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.